0: Five fangirls, I love you, and I'm one of the five-ish. In fact, I'm the biggest one of the five-ish. I am the sixth Dr. Colin Baker, and I wish you all well. Have fun. Hey, this is going to continue all the way to episode 443 five ish fangirls podcast we've got a chair that's a good sign it's a life form with a bum welcome everyone to this week's episode of the five ish fangirls podcast so glad let's start off like we do every week with a virtual table and see who's joined us this week this is britney bovadeal
1: this is chrissy in salt lake city
2: this is holly from wisconsin and this is rachel in indianapolis indiana hello everyone Hello.
3: Hello. Reunited
0: Fee. That.
3: <laughs>
0: that is applicable in a number of ways. Yes. Oh, yes. Yep. It's a early Christmas miracle.
4: Mm hmm. Oh. Yay, we're all here.
0: Yes. With a topic that's very, very close to all our hearts. Yes. But we will get to that. First up, some news. Uh, watch your TV and or streaming services because Dizzy is going to be airing a 100th anniversary documentary. Celebrating 100 years of Disney. Disney. Uh, Disney 100, A Century of Dreams, a special edition of 2020, which will actually air later this week as we're recording this Thursday, December 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That would be on ABC, of course. Uh, But it will be streaming on Hulu on the 15th and on Disney Plus on the 22nd. So if you uh, miss it on, on the tube, do not worry. It's Disney. They've got you covered. Mhm. Yep, a 2-hour special commemorating Disney's centennial with interviews, rare footage, photos. A look inside Disney's newest attraction and never before heard stories from those who built the Disney legend. That's pretty cool. Yes. Totally in my wheelhouse. It's a documentary about a subject I love.
4: I am. Mhm such a sucker for
0: documentaries uh it was really funny it's a, one of those universe universal things that uh i was uh, scrolling on tiktok it was late uh, late last week and uh, uh it showed me a video of dog dancing which is something they do at crufts which is the big dog show over in mm-hmm. the uk like the equivalent of the dog show that they show here on Thanksgiving Uh, except they do way more than just show off different breeds they have like agility competitions and other things too so but I was watching that and then I was watching you know the algorithm was showing me others and then Chauncey was watching it with me and at one point I was like yeah I'd really love to see what you know how exactly these people teach their dogs to do this sort of thing and then mm-hmm. I was on Hulu, there's a miniseries. And <laughs> that exactly that. It's called The Secret Life of Dancing Dogs. And it follows some of the competitors who just competed in this year's Crufts earlier oh, cool. this year. So, nice. <laughs> like, Thank you, Sam, Steve.
4: <laughs>
0: so yes, you just never know what you're going to find online. Uh... So, there's that. Also from the House of Mouse, in a way. Uh, Star Wars is going to re-release the Thrawn origin story in book form. Okay. Specifically, audiobook form. Um, the, uh, the Star Wars legend novels Survivor's Quest and Outbound Flight are going to be released December 19th by Random House Worlds. Um... And they are going to be uh, the full novels. Because they had been released in audiobook previously, but they were abridged. These are going to be completely unabridged. So it's going to be the entire thing. Yeah. So if you want to get more Thrawn...
2: Most of them are abridged.
0: Yeah. If you want more Thrawn backstory that may or may not be canon going forward... (laughs) That's the one thing. Is this isn't it's like, you know everything in these books not necessarily canon to the live action stuff. No. But back in
2: the day, it was canon until <laughs> now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think
1: you'll find plenty of fans who still consider it to be canon. So oh, yeah, well
0: you know yeah, in, yeah. until yeah. they yeah. tell us otherwise. Otherwise, yep. yeah, you can accept it as canon until we are we are shown. Elsewhere, but that's not the case. So, but yeah, if you were uh, if you were intrigued by Thrawn's live action debut in Ahsoka, then you can get more info on the Grand Admiral. <laughs> and speaking of science fiction stuffs. We have the nominees for this year's Saturn Awards. Ooh, nice. Which is for the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror. So this is this is everything that these those other more supposedly prestigious awards ceremonies like to gloss over. This is this is this is the equivalent for us nerds. Uh, <laughs> so like best science fiction film and best fantasy film. Barbie, Dungeons and Dragons, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. You know, superhero film, which three out of five is the MCU with Ant Man and Moss, Quantumania, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Guardians 3. Uh, you know, action adventure film, thriller film, actor in a film. We got very, you know, names we all know Harrison Ford. Chris Pratt, Keanu Reeves. Uh, You know, they give us, uh, you know, categories we don't have in a lot of other things, like best younger actor in a film. Best film direction, writing, production design, editing, music, uh, costumes, makeup, special effects, international film. Independent, animated, science fiction TV series, network and cable, fantasy television
4: series,
0: which Doctor Who, oh, what? <laughs> uh, is in there. So horror film television series, action thriller television series. Uh, and then actor, actress supporting all of those younger actor. Guest starring performance. So animated series. Streaming, they separate, you know, streaming from not. Which mm-hmm. is cool. So yep. got the Oroville for science fiction series. What?
4: Nice. Mandalorian.
0: Yahoo. Loki WandaVision for fantasy series. So, limited event series, Book of Boba Fett, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Actor in the streaming series, take your pick. Tom Hiddleston for Loki, Oscar Isaac for Moon Knight, Anthony Mackie for Falcon and Winter Soldier, Hugh McGregor for Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anson Mount for Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, and Adam Scott for Severance.
4: So.
2: Ay, That's yeah. a loaded... That's yeah. a loaded category. It's like,
0: I'm excited that we have an awards like this, but at the same time mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I would struggle to vote.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I've, I've seen this both seasons of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and man, he can act. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. God, I'll,
0: just, I'll just cheer on for everything, and then that way yes. I'll be happy no matter what. I'll be
2: happy with whoever wins. I really feel sorry for the people who have to vote because it's just like, I don't think we can have a tie. Yeah. (laughs) Like,
0: y'all are nerds like the rest of us. Good luck. Yeah. They will need
2: it. Yeah. They they Um, might have to do the uh,
0: dartboard. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Well, we'll find out how it all turns out on February fourth, because that's when the awards shall be presented. There you go. So may the force be with those that have to do the voting.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> have fun with that. <laughs> yep. Yes. Right. Glad it's not us. <sighs> At the same time, I kind of wish it was. I know <laughs> uh, that, that I, double-edged I, sword. Yeah, I
1: know that I want that kind of that kind of pressure. I
0: just want to enjoy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you know, my inner Palpatine is like, but think of the power. Yeah, ah, uh, true. I guess. <laughs> well, there is that for. In news for the most part although in the feeds Mm -hmm. we do have a new episode of Gold Standard very 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 quickly getting close to being with Modern Day with episode 91 it's crazy 2018 Best Picture winner Green Book so Bless you nothing like getting uh practic you know Mahashali on uh, that's not a bad thing uh, <laughs> like said so, second time in three episodes we've talked about Mahershali. so Patrick <laughs> yep so there is uh, that uh then we got. A decent amount of feedback here. So, first up from Shalane. She says, hey, I had McDonald's for lunch today since you girls are talking about Loki. (laughs) I hope you had some chicken nuggets. Exactly. (laughs) I was all about the the McDonald's because they have McDonald's in the seasons. Also broke the oath about avoiding TV spots in the MCU films because of spoilers. Well, you know. Yeah, you'd have to live in the middle of nowhere to, like, not see a McDonald's and therefore not see the ads. So, uh-huh.
1: yeah, that would do it.
0: The McDonald's, they put themselves yeah. everywhere f- for a reason. That's on purpose. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Loki is the only Disney series so far of Marvel that has two seasons. For now. Put an asterisk on that. For now. It's funny that Kihai Kwan is in Everything Everywhere all at once, and it's about multiverse, and then he's in Loki se- Season 2 about the multiverse. I think that's part of the reason why they hired him. Uh-huh. Well, well, that he's, just, <laughs> that he's just really cool. He's uh-huh. a cool dude. So. Uh, if you girls don't know, there's going to be a Funko Pop of Mobius on a Wave Runner. <laughs> 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 Not surprised yeah that's uh that's something that we we didn't get around to mentioning uh last week because the in our chat uh we were brainstorming it's like okay mobius he's he's obsessed with like wave runners and key Pie. He's like surely you know whatever life he had on the sacred time like, he must have been in like florida or something no we find mm-hmm. out he's from ohio yeah and he sells wave Runners. In Ohio. (laughs) Not very well, because the shop also sells ATVs, and those are a bit more of a hot commodity. Yeah. There's a bit more more land than water in Ohio. mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I mean, they're right next to the lake,
0: but... Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you could totally take a, you know, something like that and a, a, a... uh, water, you know, an aquatic activity, yeah, thing like that out onto a lake. I mean, we have a vacation home on on near the the part of it feeds into Lake Michigan, and yeah, there are people out there on uh on skidoo's. So, uh huh, totally a thing. Yep. Granted, the water can be a lot colder.
4: Uh huh. I bet.
0: When you're inland. Uh huh. Just a smidge.
2: Yeah, it's the take the running dive off the dock to get the shock out of your system and you're good. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, yeah, yeah unless you're wearing a wetsuit, uh-huh. your season for using said ski do in Ohio on the lake is a lot shorter. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes,
2: because <sighs> well, you can't you can't modify ski dos to uh. <laughs> to be snowmobiles yeah <laughs> let's just put it that way yeah.
1: well I will say this at least they live by a lake that you can actually swim in because the mm-hmm. one that is spitting distance from me I don't want to swim in that it's gross
3: yeah
1: it's mm-hmm. and it's actually pretty shallow <laughs> yeah so I don't know how well boating would actually yeah. work
0: that's true uh since this is, also yes rachel i still think the mcu is still awesome the multiverse saga is a guilty pleasure i would say well that's good i'm glad you're not completely <laughs> abandoning it don't leave us alone <sighs> uh going back charlie's angel everyone loves doing the post yes that's true every group photo at every prom slash birthday party slash Friday night, homecoming, whatever, you do a group photo, and all the girls are all like, Yeah, that's just like Charlie's Angels. We're all guilty.
4: Mm-hmm. Even myself. It's true. Yep.
0: Also, I think uh, next con or Halloween, there will be a lot of cosplays of Sylvia in her McDonald's uni- uniform and Mobius on a wave right well, One of those is going to be easier than the other. Yeah. Yep. But I would not put it past someone to do a cardboard cut out of a Wave Runner and carry it around. So, yep. you could get creative with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to have to make their Sylvia vintage McDonald's uniform from scratch because apparently you can't buy vintage ones. <laughs> so, yeah, as we learned last week. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be tricky. <laughs> Let's get it, have an excuse to eat french fries all day mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm i'm in character <laughs> walk around the <with> milkshake <laughs> bet the ice cream machine didn't break as often in the 70s <laughs> Yeah, they were made of a little more sterner stuff <laughs> yeah
1: yes everything was
4: <laughs> yep yep
0: uh he says i think there's a rumor that pedro pascal is being cast as mr fantastic for the new fantastic four film
4: yeah that's that's
0: we're just gonna have to wait until they because i mean there's so many fan castings so i mean pedro pascal he he could do it i
4: think mm-hmm.
0: so but i mean yeah maybe he didn't lot last screen time but john krasinski who was was the fan cast and then he did get cast. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for a short while in Multiverse of Madness, so and I actually
1: thought that uh, he fairly well looked the part. So, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't Mhm.
4: Mhm.
0: Exactly. Uh, last thing, speaking of early 2000s movies, I think you girls should talk about the best and worst films of the 2000s.
4: <laughs> uh, what do
0: you got well I think my list of worst would probably be a lot longer than best because uh, mm-hmm. the best I mean if you're talking just the, the, the double O's uh, well you got the Lord of the Rings trilogy so oh, yeah. there's really? that <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah there was I don't know I mean every era there's are some, there some stinkers but at the same time mm-hmm. yeah.
4: Where
0: do we Yeah. I'd have to look. I'd have to look at the the, the films to, to refresh my memory because yeah, like I said, for all I all I really care about is we got the Lord of the
4: Rings. So Yeah. It's like when you I got
1: can. Lord of the Rings in, in your decade, then you know it's pretty.
4: Yeah. Do you need anything else? No. Uh. Not really.
0: Uh, then she sent in one little other piece. She said, going back to Aaron meeting Rachel, the only person I've met is Brittany. Yes, that's true.
4: Yep.
0: Brittany, Brittany has met Chrissy and Shelane. Yep. And I have met Brittany and Holly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as we've gotten so far. In one of almost these <laughs> ten, Almost <laughs> 10 years of doing this and being friends for 10 years. Uh, <laughs> so... Over ten years. <sighs>
4: oh.
0: See, we, we
2: we just need that doctor to come with the Tardis, and we'll be perfectly fine.
0: Uh-huh. Doesn't matter which doctor with which Tardis. Oops, spoilers. We'll get to that. Yeah.
2: Uh so, probably probably the one with the jukebox. The way I've been going lately with music. <laughs>
0: well, that's true. That's very true. So, whichever version still has the pool. Uh, that too. oh oh speaking of which we also got some feedback from aaron he says my first convention exclamation point says hello wonderful five-ish hosts i may not have a lot to say on loki but i thought i'd share a few thoughts on my experience at GalaxyCon as it was my first convention Being my first time at one of these, I decided to splurge a bit and got the VIP pass, which I'm really happy I did. This allowed me to get a lot of autographs, many more than I thought I would end up getting. I ended up getting all the ones I wanted during the first two days, so the third I had wide open to get the ones I didn't think I'd have time for. The only two long lines I had were Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell, mainly because they were only there the one day. Sorry, Rachel, but when I got Charlie Cox, I only had to wait about 15 minutes. Bite
4: me! Uh oh, she's I'll that take your 15 minutes
0: and raise you two hours. Uh oh, no, it's okay. It's all good. I had the VIP last year, and because I was collecting a lot of autographs last year, yes, that was very helpful to have. But since I didn't, I was only collecting two autographs this time around. So it's like I had some time to kill. You know, it wasn't the end of the world. But if if you're planning on doing a lot of celebrity autograph collecting, yeah, the VIP is definitely going to work in your favor. I went to the Rocky Horror Shadowcast as well, spending a little extra for the very Boswick meet and greet beforehand. Oddly enough, it was cheaper to do this to get his autograph than at his booth. It was my first shadow cast, and I had a blast, but of course I had to get in the virgin line. I knew I'd have to do something a little embarrassing, but hey, I was there to have some fun. My only issue is with the movie playing on the sides. I was more focused on the stage that I didn't always know when to turn to those screens, so I missed a few things. But I would say the comedy group's edit of the movie was brilliant, including the song Ken Kenough from Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why... I- That that particular setup having the the two screens on the far sides of the stage was a little uh, distracting because I found myself watching the movie and not watching them. Uh, So I missed a lot of the gags that they were doing on the stage. So yeah, if you can go where the setup is, they are literally standing like not like in front of the screen so you can't see it, but down in front like at a traditional movie theater. And then it's a lot easier to watch both at the same time. Um, you kind of have to know your venue, is the thing. So yeah, and I'm I'm glad that you did not have uh, too much of a of embarrassment doing the virgin uh, initiation, which I will not repeat what it was. Um, one, because it can vary from show to show, and two, mm-hmm. you had to be there. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the vendors, buying far more than I thought I would have. Yeah, well, welcome to the club. If it yeah, weren't for them, I, just, yeah, d- I just stayed under budget. I probably would have, except I had a really great artist. <laughs> and yeah. after talking with her for a while about our favorite comic characters, I ended up commissioning a portrait of Zatania. It's beautiful, and I can't wait to frame it. Yeah, you, you've you've been initiated into like everything at this point, Erin. <laughs> uh,
4: you spent you
1: spent too much money. You found everything. Yeah, just just. Mm-hmm. Did
0: it. That means you did it right. Did and it. of course, I got to meet some podcasting friends. I got to talk with Chris of Orbit, which was funny because I asked him to sign my comic, and it was coincidentally the same cover he was currently redrawing. Chris, ex-husband. Oh. When I got to talk with Zan, I decided to have some fun and started by asking for her autograph. She got a little confused, but when I pulled out a gold standard shirt, she started laughing and knew who I was. We had to talk for a while, bouncing around from movies to David Lynch to podcasts to just the fact that we live pretty close to each other. Then she randomly calls to a guy, pulling him over, and got talked with Charles Skaggs, including about the first Doctor Who special. Now for my version of Where's Waldo Waldo called Where's Rachel? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I spent Friday looking for her As well as a chunk of Saturday She would post on Instagram And I would try to run to that area But no luck Finally I see her at Chris's table And afraid that in the time it takes to walk 10 feet She would disappear Pointed straight at her pointed straight at her as I rushed forward We had a good talk And she got inside my five-ish shirt Wishing me luck at trying to hunt down the remaining signatures Yes, it was <laughs> And he and The I, I, thing is, is, I would see He had messaged me on Either Instagram or I, one of the socials, but I did not see it until I was back at the hotel and had Wi-Fi because
3: uh-huh.
0: there was no signal in the vendor hall on Saturday. So it was like I even tried to tweet something like early Saturday, like there's like no signal in here. Posting's gonna be limited. <laughs> like, good luck. Uh, so.
1: <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna be doing a recap later and it's not gonna be in the in the moment yeah sorry
0: yeah that was the thing is like even if i did manage to post something odds are it was something that i took a picture i took way earlier <laughs> and i just happened to like grab you know a bar of cell phone right. signal from a corner somewhere or something so yeah uh, all in all, it's been a long, long time since I had so much fun, and I can't wait to go to another convention. I just need some time for my bank account to rest.
4: That means you yep. did it right.
0: Yep. Take care, Aaron. Yes. Well, I'm glad you finally tracked me down, Aaron. I kept going back to Chris's table just for that reason. <laughs> I was like,
4: if it's like, if
0: you're gonna find me, that's the most likely place, whether Zane is there or not. So. Uh, yeah, hopefully maybe next time, you know, if we do this again next December, that we'll plan ahead so that when inevitably Saturday becomes a, I'm just going to leave my phone in my pocket time type of day, um, things are already straightened out. <laughs> or you <laughs> no have way to standard meeting point. Yeah. Meet here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there're going to be no, no socials, no texting, nothing. So, but yeah, oh, that, that you—it sounds like you did it right. So, good job, Aaron. And glad we didn't scare you off. All right. So, moving on to this week's main topic is Yay. return to the TARDIS for the Yay. 60th anniversary special. <laughs> Russell T. Davies, back at the helm.
4: How David Tennant, back on our you. screen. Mm-hmm.
0: It's Doctor Who on Disney+, Plus, which, you know, it's still a little weird, but dang, that's convenient. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? It's so convenient to just log in and see it right there, Doctor Who. And I'm like, oh, yeah.
2: Though <laughs> so I wish it would get its own proper folder. Not that I don't mind that they had the special split, but
0: oh, yeah, come on. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, I, want, may and I want an avatar. Yeah. I want an avatar. Come on. Yeah. Once there's more, yeah, we'll give it its own folder. So, but for now, it's just so nice to log into a streaming service that I already use on the regular anyway and just be like, there's Dr. So, yes, we got three specials with. David Tennant returning as the 14th doctor. This is not the 10th doctor part two Boogaloo. Um, I guess has been con- been confirmed that the 14th doctor's DNA is slightly different than the 10th. So it is its own unique regeneration. uh, that being said, it's David Tennant, so of course all the fanboys and fangirls are gonna be like, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Well,
1: and especially when release you, the hounds, especially yeah. when you when you pair him up with with Donna Noble, it's like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yes.
1: said, you, you guys knew what you were doing.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, hey, we're gonna bring bring back David David Tennant. You know, all his head just pe- perk up like like meerkats out in out in the prairie you know in the field.
4: They're like, uh-huh.
0: what? David Tennant? And they're like, yeah, we're bringing back Catherine Tate, too. And they're like, wait, what? 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 How's oh, that going to also- work? we're going to get Wilf.
4: What? 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, Wilf.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame that we did not get more of Wilf, but what they, yeah. they had more planned, but Bernard Cribbins yeah. could not, he, he just was not able to well, film more than what they did. Um, well
1: what, what they got.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you if you pay and if you pay attention, unfortunately, you can tell at the start of the giggle when unit mm-hmm. shows up that the guy being pushing around the wheelchair is not Bernard Curbins, it's a guy in a in a fake beard. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell it's not the same person. So they had to use a body double uh yeah it's a it's a shame but at least we got you know the the that particular doctor's face and wilf reunited and wilf got to see donna get her memories back right and see her reunite with the doctor so um but first the doctor and donna have to reunite Mm-hmm. Which they did in the Star Beast, which also gets us our first live version of the Meep. Yes, I'm so excited about because I love the Meep because the Meep is the Meep in Big Finish, and it's it's so much fun. Uh, the, yes, the appears is the, the, the Meep has done a big finish. It's you you know, and the Meep has also been in some of the comics, so we all know what the Meep looks like. Yes, you know if you've if you've. Uh, you know, bothered to read any of those, so like we knew what the Meep was going to look like and vaguely sound like. I was not expecting the Meep to be the bad guy, which kind mm. of hurt my feelings because I've always had such lovely, <laughs> oh, cute of fluff that's got meep. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew the Meep wasn't like. I mean, the Meep is—it's not like this poor, pathetic, helpless creature but at the no. same time it's like I never considered the meep could be the bad guy and now kinda mad at Rusty Davies for running the meep for me. <laughs> well
2: the meep always had it you know it's just that I know it's like it's, it's
0: it's one thing when you thought that the meep was on the run from these you know the, these these you know supposed poachers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who supposedly have, you know, completely destroyed the meep population of the universe for their pelts. Cause then it's like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, poaching, bad. You know, poor meep. It's, you know, it it is me, like it's like this her paw. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like oh meep this meep is out. the last one. They've all been destroyed. And now it turns out that this meep is the it is the last meep, but this meep is a big old asshole. Yep. This like,
1: yep. This is like you know when you uh, you know because because chickens chickens especially roosters chickens are assholes. I don't feel bad mm-hmm. about about slaughtering them and eating them because they obviously they taste good.
0: Mm-hmm. So you
1: know then you get this little. It's
0: all the it's all the it's all the uh, hatred that that's what makes it taste good and tenderizes much, yeah. the meat. Like, it's like <laughs> you little
1: effort. But yeah, so, so no, I don't feel bad, and honestly, I don't feel bad for for this. Movie. Sorry, maybe you shouldn't have been such a jerk.
4: Yeah. Yep.
2: And and then of course I didn't help matters any. I sent people into giggles when somebody shared with me the uh, beep the meep uh, Jimmy yeah. Kimmel version. <laughs> the unnecessary bleep, bleep, censorship. Bleep, yes, but it fits yeah. so well with the character. <laughs> I know. Uh...
4: <laughs> Oh. I
0: just hope that, like the other meeps, you know, like the the the, the meep that we had met in like Big Finish, that that one was innocent, you know, and not an asshole like this particular so, meep. So, so
1: hopefully, hopefully that this 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 particular specimen is not indicative of the rest.
0: Yes. So I go that back to listen nice. to my listen to my meep Big Finish and be like. Okay, you're not not bad, you're not bad, you're not bad, you're not bad, you're not bad. (laughs) You're adorable, you're fuzzy. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Please don't kill me. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh. But of course, you know, we have to have some sort of reason for the doctor to show up. (laughs) That is true and have donna be completely oblivious again giant spaceship flying through the sky crashing nearby does she notice no because she's too busy rearranging boxes so they're easier to carry Uh uh-huh
1: Life goes on as
0: it always has. Oh, Donna, mm-hmm. Donna, uh-huh. Donna!
3: And,
2: and just 14's sheer panic when he hears Donald's voice, and then Rose. Wait, Rose? Uh-huh. Not, no, not the Rose you're thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: <laughs>
0: exactly. You almost wonder if the name Rose was one of those residual mm-hmm. things that creep, creep, creep creeped up in Donna's up in Donna's mind when thinking about names for her child yeah you know, that this name you know she's like oh Rose that sounds pretty without you know remembering where she had heard that name before and the fact that she actually knew someone named Rose mm-hmm. at one point so. Oh, uh, but Rose is cool. You know, Donna's Rose is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very much like her mother and her grandmother, unfortunately. Yes. Sylvia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sean bless his soul. Yeah, He's a good dude. <laughs> Don- mm-hmm. This time around, Donna picked a winner. Uh, yes. unlike in the Runaway Bride.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, dear. I love that. Yeah.
2: Well, you gotta remember she he kind of put the whammy on her though too, so
0: Yeah, but uh, but still <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not cool. Uh uh-uh. uh. So but yeah. Of course Sylvia being Sylvia Once again the doctor gets slapped by a companion's mm-hmm. mother. But now you gotta remember Sylvia was
2: following a certain other incarnation number who had the same face as direction mm-hmm. to make sure that she didn't find out so yes. she was
0: following orders so there is that smack. doesn't mean she had to smack him across the face okay actually he did so. <laughs> really that just that face is just asking for slaps from mm-hmm. companions mothers so, mm-hmm. so. although yeah of of the slaps that the doctor has uh, incurred the wrath of of, of from uh, companions mothers I, I, the the jackie tyler slap i still think is probably the uh the uh, the the top of the top the creme de mm-hmm. la creme of motherly slaps so uh-huh. you know, <laughs> i would say so
3: <laughs> yeah
0: top of the pops as it were so but uh yeah, I mean the 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 Star was really just a you know the the plot was really just a reason to get the Doctor and Donna back together and uh, find a way to uh, save Donna, <laughs> yeah, save save Donna first by triggering, you know, the the Doctor Donna again, but then being able to to save her because genetics. Which, I guess it makes sense, because, I mean, that's what, by inhaling, you know, the, you know, what, it, that's essentially Time Lord DNA, so, I mean, that is genetic material, so, and the mm-hmm. fact that she had a child, the parents' genetic material, some of it does get passed down to the yeah. child, so, that helps... In this case, it helps spread it out, thin it out a little. Uh, and then between the two of them, they're just like, yeah, okay, we're good. Let it go. Yeah. They're all they just, uh-huh. are like, "Like we're just going to be like Elsa. Just let it go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Something the doctor could learn from. Take a yes. uh-huh. Carry around too much stress. Causes problems. Talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. So uh but yeah, we also get uh uh we get some meet some new uh folks from units.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so that's that's pretty awesome as well. So yes. and then of course, you know. The doctor and Donna take off, kind this of accidentally. Cool. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> accidentally in uh, quotation marks.
4: Yeah,
0: because
2: it's the it's
0: the it's the TARDIS, and you know the TARDIS was excited to have Donna back on board again. Yes. You know she was. You know the doctor, yes. you know, the, the, the TARDIS. You know, if she could, she probably would have been like a cat doing that butt wiggle thing. Yes, <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. She's back. Yeah. Oh, Captain Man, yeah. you did good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Although we also get the new TARDIS interior. Holy roundels. Which, which, uh, which, uh, I've not seen this confirmed by anyone actually involved with the show, but supposedly, we, when we see... David Tennant's doctor see the new TARDIS interior. That was David first seeing the TARDIS interior. In person. Wow! Supposedly wow. he had wow. seen supposedly he had seen a 3D model. Uh-huh. A digital 3D model. But uh, but according to the interwebs, David's entrance on the TARDIS and his doctor getting very excited is actually David Tennant's actual reaction <laughs> to <Cool>. seeing the <laughs> inside of the TARDIS. So... Which, honestly, David is such a fanboy. He probably gets excited every time he walks into the tr- I would. Like, yeah. that would never get old, walking no. into that set. Yep. <laughs> First time, 50th time, 500th time. It would be exciting every single time. Oh, I get excited just when I see the outside of a TARDIS. So, it's the same blue box every single time. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. (laughs) Ah, but then we get the middle special, Wild Blue Yonder, which this was a bottle episode in a number of ways, because Uh the uh, except for the very end, the only two people on the screen are David and Catherine the entire
4: time Mm -hmm.
0: acting against themselves against a creature that can look like them which is really cool um very you know somewhat reminiscent of the almost people uh you know the gangers that we got during matt smith's era um but not quite you know obviously A different idea, but yeah, to see this, this, and I'm sure this is what Russell T Davies was intending was to give David and Catherine just an opportunity to just do what they do best when they're working together as actors Uh and just let them go and just let them chew the scenery for 95% of an episode. I just play off of each other, and, and, and this is—it's so good. And this episode is so creepy, as well. Which you know, they warned us. You know, this is not—you know—kid-friendly. Who, which you know, Doctor Who's not necessarily always been child-friendly. They've definitely done their 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 job of finding ways to weird us out. It-
1: it's definitely for the family. It's not necessarily—I wouldn't ever call, call it a kids' show per se, but you know, you could sit down with your kids and watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like there's stuff. Um, I gotta think. What did we watch? No, oh, I can't remember. Anyway, well, okay. We—I showed my—we showed our kids. You know, Nightmare Before Christmas. I didn't know how Lottie was gonna was gonna do with that, but. Mm-hmm you know, she, you know, would snuggle up against me and be like, oh, you know, it's a little spooky. But now she'll watch it by herself because she's watched it several, <laughs> a couple dozen times. <laughs> and I'm like, <coughs> okay, so here we are. So, so it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's scary. But if you're watching it with, you know, your mom and dad right there, your little kid, it's okay. So uh-huh. it, it's always been a family show. Maybe not yeah
0: kid show there's is it doctor who's always found a way to to make things a little a little mm-hmm. scary a little creepy even <laughs> even yeah well, i mean it was the the second story but you know first during the first doctor when the daleks are first introduced you know, some of those camera shots
4: yeah. of mm-hmm. just
0: like you know the the plunger you know headed towards someone's head you know i'm sure some people found, I mean, that, that, you know, with Doctor Who, they call them behind the the, ca- the sofa moments, you know, oh. since the show's inception. And since it came back in 2005, that has not changed, Jenny. If anything, it's gotten creepier. I'm still looking at you, Arachnids in the UK. Thank you very much. <laughs> that episode is permanently banned from my eyeballs. So... <laughs> Yeah, people people've always been able to find something. Yeah, you know, we we you know, we we joke about, especially Stephen Moffat. You know, by the time his era ended, he'd made us afraid of angel statues, uh clocks, uh, you know, shadows. Our shadow, yes. It's like even it should make us scared of just pretty much everything in existence. Absolutely, absolutely nothing. Just a yeah.
1: feeling of, from the corner of your eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So to give us, you know, uh, the idea of, you know something that. You know, can look like you, can talk like you, but it doesn't quite have a grasp on people in general, which is its flaw. Yeah, uh, yeah, is is a, an interesting premise, and the the Doctor once again uh, potentially affecting history. So with Isaac Newton, <laughs> although the Fourth Doctor claims. That he is the one that gave that he dropped the apple on Isaac Newton's head, although he may have and given Newton the idea for gravity, but this Doctor Donna gave him the idea for mavity.
4: So okay, yeah, they could both I'm, be
0: right. <laughs> so I'm I'm going I'm going to
1: tell I'm going to tell this story or you know mention this. So he said mavity, and I'm going to my. My dad is a step nephew, because my 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 aunt was married before and she had two kids and she married my uncle. Anyway, her kid's last name's Mavity. When I saw that, I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> Literally, I'm like, "Oh, jeez." I. Right. I just, I just, I'm like, yeah, Now there's, there's just, there it is. Okay. Eh. So, nobody Something like did. that
0: was bound to happen eventually.
1: I know, I know. But it just, it, it kind of, it, I didn't really freak me out, but I definitely did a, a huge double take.
4: Mm. Yeah.
1: I was just like, are you kidding me?
0: It's just like, there's a... Uh, I saw a trailer for a, a horror film that's coming out. I think sometime early next year. And this little girl has an imaginary friend, and the imaginary friend's name is Chauncey. Yeah. Mm. I died. I about died when I heard that. And I had to tell Chauncey. He's like, "Great! Now I'm going to be associated with
1: yeah, yeah slasher
0: horror jump scare horror film." I'm like, "Yep."
1: <laughs>
0: you <are>. sorry yep <laughs> like that's okay honey you'll live uh hey i still have i still have friends that when the mood strikes them they put on their best christian bale batman voice to go rachel rachel yeah so I <laughs> yeah no happens to the best of us uh oh my but no wild blue yonder very good and then you know we get all the feels when the dr donna finally defeat the bad guy and uh make it back to close to the well the place that they were before maybe not exactly the same time uh a few days have passed at least uh <laughs> but there is wilf just like donna said he would be mm. waiting for them holding holding watch mm. until they return so we get the nice read reun- reun- yeah reunion of the doctor and wilf and it's like ah, the night. Uh-huh. oh so nice Yes. Uh, to see him again, so mm-hmm. and then we see that all the world has gone to shit. <laughs> yeah, yep. And Wilf, is, Wilf is all back. like, "Great, yeah. you're back. Great to see you. Now fix this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> help. help,
2: help. Yes, yes. You're, you're the only one I need, that I know who can fix
0: this. So do yes, exactly. the big scene.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And that leads us into the episodes I think pretty much everybody was antsy for, you know, as much as, you know, I mean, after, you know, we get through, you know, the, the first episode, and I'm like... You know, yay! You know, it's like it. You know, see the doctor, Donna reunite, and all, you know, Sylvia and unit and blah. You know, and then I get to the end of the episode and I'm like, Doctor Who, i missed you so much. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and then we get Wild Blue Yonder and I'm like, Oh, this is really creepy, but this is really good. who Russell T Davies, I don't know what you're on, but keep at it. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Basically, he is on all the drugs. Oh, I yes. miss you. <laughs> Somebody needs to make a TikTok with Russell T Davies using that using that one sound. I took the drugs, and the drugs are working. <laughs> 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 the drugs are working.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> the gubbies or whatever, they've kicked in. Yeah. That's <laughs> legal in Thank the you, UK. Jimmy <laughs> <Buffett>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone-
1: <laughs> somebody's doing something.
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Maybe parts of the UK. Maybe it's legal in Wales, but not England. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> but
1: but there is there is some yeah you know, there are, there are some things being consumed over there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either that or Russell T Davies just has a very vivid imagination. So that could be. Maybe this is why he took over showrunning it. Maybe his husband was all like like because Russell would keep coming up with the ideas and he'd be like, that's nice, honey. And then eventually then his husband got on the phone with like Chris Chibnall and be like, Chris, you leaving? Great. Hey, what do you feel about Steve? Help! <laughs> I mean, let's call up Stephen and uh, get him to, to back this and let's go to the powers that be and be like, please take Russell Bratt back. He's driving me nuts with all these ideas that he doesn't have anybody to tell him to so he tells them to me. <laughs> Like look, I got things I
4: gotta
0: do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Like, I gotta pull some weeds out of the garden. Mm-hmm. Gutter's deep cleaning. <laughs> it's like somebody's gotta take care of this place and he's not doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just said they're getting ideas. I don't know. Uh yeah, but yeah, yeah, while I blew on your while, yonder it's like oh this is is so good and interesting and different but then you know going into this last week we're all like bring on the toy maker Uh (laughs) it's like we've been waiting on this since they told us the neil patrick harris was going to be a guest spot they wouldn't tell us who we're all like he's playing the toy maker and we said that for like six months and then they were finally like yes he's playing the toy maker we're all like told you so the um, world's <laughs> best
2: worst kept secret
0: <laughs> yes exactly so yeah this was this was the story i think a lot of us were waiting for the return of the toy maker after 58 years i think 57 58 something like that yeah yeah so it, it was a first Doctor story, but it wasn't during the first Doctor's first season. So. Yeah, but it exactly. is unfortunate. yeah unfortunately it is a story that is missing. So
1: I think there's uh, one episode that they still have mm-hmm. and the rest yeah. is on. Um, although yeah. uh images. There's still images. To, yeah. They're going to animate it. I guess right. I saw
2: some, I, yeah. yeah, I've seen some of the clips of the animation. Okay, I'm gonna have to Take a little bit of getting used to, but hey. Eh.
1: Yeah. If we
2: can get the whole story I'm for it.
1: Yeah, there is watching those anime those animated segments, it's it's uh yeah, you get you gotta get used to it. But, yeah. you know Yeah, like,
2: hey,
4: we
1: actually Or is
2: that. it kind is of it, It's not, better than nothing. Yeah. Right. True. Or is it Here's what we got. It's not quite in its final polished form yet, but we want to show you what we got.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But those that don't know necessarily know the toy maker, you know, may, I'm sure, hope they still enjoy this story, but probably would be very, you know, a little confused mm-hmm. uh, about who this foe is. Mm-hmm. Um but that being said, oh my god, Neil Patrick Harris was so good at this! Oh, yes, really? he was.
4: Oh my god, he was
0: perfect! <laughs>
2: I mean, just the right mix of everything that we know oh, he could pull yes. off.
0: Yes. It helps that he's got a lot of training. Oh, he's yeah. actually a amateur magician, so like mm-hmm. when he's doing the the card shuffling that's actually him and a lot of the other stuff uh, you know there's some CGI help but uh, a lot of the the, the stuff is you, you see is him the the marionettes that is him because he is a nerd in that fashion which you know obviously he's a, a, a stage you know, performer, you know, very much uh, a theater musical nerd like a lot of us are, which would apparently explain why he did not know the Spice Girls song that he did an entire dance number to.
4: Okay.
0: Yeah, in one of the the behind-the-scenes making of videos, Neil Patrick's Harris was all like, yeah, I don't know the song. I did not know this song. <laughs> like, how do you not know the Spice Girls? You're gay. Oh. How do you not know the Spice Girls? <laughs> for one, sorry to stereotype. Uh, then again, then I'm like, he's,
1: you know, I, uh, <laughs> my sister and I were huge Spice Girl fans in our time for our 70s. Yeah. But it's like they were everywhere in the mid 90s. So you at least need to have, I'm sure you at least heard
0: the song somewhere. Yeah, well, and this was the song that, you know, Spice Up Your Life is the song that they wrote for, like, the World Cup that year. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't just like a song that they were just playing on the radio for fun. It was being used in, like, all the advertisements and stuff, you know, for this you know, world event. It's called the World Cup for a reason. Uh... But at the same time, it's like, well, he is a theater nerd, so he probably knows way more show tunes Mm -hmm. than anybody ever. So, and I I it's like, "Eh, okay, I could, I guess I could give you a, a pass, especially considering I just finished Patrick Stewart's book. And there's multiple times where he is confronted with something pop culture related and is absolutely clueless because he's a huge fan of just classical music. And that's all he consumes and Shakespeare. That's like all he reads is like Shakespeare and like Dickens and all he listens to is classical music. So like when he met sting for the first time, he had no idea who sting was or what, kind of music he did and you know he tried to make try to make small talk and he knew somebody told him that Sting was a musician so he knew that much but he didn't know like that he was a very popular musician at the time because this would have been like in the 80s. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he's like uh I guess when they were making small talk and Patrick Stewart is like oh you know what 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 kind of uh you know, are you in a in a in a musical group or or something like that? And he's like, Yeah, I'm in the police. And Patrick Sue's like, Oh, you're in a police band, thinking he was like a a musical group made out of police officers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess maybe Neil Patrick Harris does not know the Spice Girls. Uh, or at least it's that awesome. particular song. I'm sorry, he probably knows who the Spice Girls were, but probably just did not know the song. But still, uh we're going to have to have a talk. Deal. Deal, baby. Yeah. That and Disney. He knows everything Disney. Maybe if the Spice Girls had been Disney, then maybe he would know. Uh, considering he was just at Disney World this last week. <laughs> so. It was funny. People are sharing pictures of him. I'm like, yeah, and he's going to be on Doctor Who this weekend. Uh. Uh, but yes, the Celestial Tar Baker. First Time, the return of the social toy maker for the first time in 57 years. Um, not that there have not been attempts to bring him back. Um, Brian Hales, who created the character initially, um, pitched an outline called The Eyes of Nemesis in 75, which would have put Tom Baker's doctor against the toy maker. The outline was rejected. He came close with The Nightmare Fair, which we all know which would have been a sixth doctor story mm-hmm. but did not happen because Doctor Who went on hiatus for 18 months uh, but is now a big finish audio also on the voting list for good you know the book club poll for this month just say it mm-hmm. uh, but as I said last week if it doesn't win my feelings will not be hurt because I do have a birthday coming in February and that's may or may not be on my short list uh- <laughs> And it was turned into a a novel by Target Books. Um, And then um, the Toymaker was actually going to be the villain in Dimensions in Time. Which I know people do not like to talk about. I plant my flag in that special that that is canon because it is the only on-screen interaction of the Sixth Doctor and the Brigadier. So I'm going to fly that flag uh until I fall over. Uh but Michael Goh, who played the Toymaker all the way back against William Hartnell's doctor, didn't want to come back, so they ended up making the Ronnie.
1: He was a little I think Kate it, That would that was roughly the time that like the Tim Burton Batman
0: was going on. Well when Dimensions did, in Time was uh, ninety three. Yes. Yeah, so. So
1: when did Batman Oh, cause the it, first one was
0: 89 89, and
1: then there was Batman Returns yes it was in 92 or 93 I don't remember I don't, but he was but something he was like that old, More of, of those you know even after Tim Burton left and it was Joel Schumacher cuz he was in he was in Batman and Robin he yeah. was
0: out. yeah Batman Returns was that was 92 yeah so yeah he was he was play he was playing Alfred at that time so yeah. you always thought that Alfred and uh a, with uh Michael Heed's Batman looked familiar <laughs> there you go uh so yeah so uh so there's that well I guess a Batman money was a like yeah I'm gonna take I'm gonna stick with the Batman money thank you uh <laughs> Which, considering how panned dimensions in time is, depending on your opinion, you may have said you could say he dodged a bullet there, <laughs> but be well, not not in my opinion because I love dimensions in time. I know it's 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 so just a mind trip, but yeah, and a, yeah, an acquired taste,
4: but still, fine. yeah,
0: <laughs> just remember it was for charity. That's just, yeah. just got to keep reminding yourself that it was for children in need and they somebody thought, "Oh, let's combine Doctor Who with Eastenders." Uh and somehow make that make sense. Uh, <laughs> so
1: we have no idea. We we just we just kind of smile and nod.
0: Yeah, those of us that are yeah, you know, British and never watched Eastenders. Even now, I'm like I don't know who those people are, but yeah, sure whatever. All I care is the Six Doctor and the Brigadier meet. Uh, uh, so yeah, but the the the, the Tory maker, yes, very obviously a very uh, formidable foe. Uh, you know, not a Time Lord, but um, extremely powerful because. To him, the universe is just his giant playground and everything bends to his will. So things like physics and math don't matter, at least in his realm, somehow he has gotten out into the real world, which I don't know if we'll set something down the line. We'll figure out how he managed to do that or what. Uh um, but, uh, yeah, now he's back to, uh, round two against the doctor because the doctor beat him at his own game the first time around. It's yep. revenge. And then the pro to get, and because he's being the toy maker, he never does anything subtly, you know, in a subtle fashion. So the best way to get the doctor's attention is to, um, slowly control everybody's mind via screens starting with the invention of television in the 1920s so which funny enough I mean John Logie Baird who historically was a guy that did you know help create what we now consider television and yes it was with a a ventriloquist dummy head essentially that the, that image that, that we see him experimenting and creating that is that is what happened um uh funnily enough the guy playing John Logie Baird had already played John Logie Baird uh for Russell T Davies in, in uh, an ITV drama uh, so but it was working with John McKay, that's how he learned about Stooky Bill the Dummy um, and the the early television. So Uh, so then Russell T. Davis is like, hey, how would you like to do this again? Play the same guy again. There you go. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, just a subtle way to get the doctor's attention. Let's just slowly brainwash everybody for the next almost hundred years and yep. it's kind of a kind of a
1: uh, a riff I would or something on the um, what was that episode uh, the sound of drums
3: mm-hmm, and,
1: yeah. and,
3: mm-hmm. And, like,
1: and instead it's like oh now we're gonna just we're, we're not instead of just I'm going to suddenly invent a satellite system. We're just we're just gonna go back in time and
3: do TV. Mm-hmm.
0: Well and as we've seen in Doctor Who, yeah <laughs> television doesn't have the best track record. <laughs> right. It, kind Either of <laughs> there's a reason that that episode is called The Idiot's Lantern. So it's
1: ironic that a TV show is is
0: um is Panning television.
1: Panning television. It's kinda of like, uh don't you want people to Watch more TV? I don't know.
0: Well, the funny thing I is, is that that. It, I, I mean, sure the, the Idiot's Lantern is just television. This uh-huh. is anything with a screen yeah, that can have right. something broadcast to it. And I'm pretty sure of the all four of us watch these Doctor Who episodes not on our television. Nope. But nope, on know. We'll on a, on a computer, you you know, using Disney Plus, so you have to be connected to the internet to be able to watch Doctor Who. So yeah, so well, it's more <laughs> like the internet is infested, but it's not the
1: internet. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh well, because it has to have a screen.
4: Yeah. Oh, so,
0: like if, if you were, were just using, like a fax machine, I guess you would be fine.
1: I don't know how you'd watch some of the fax
0: machine, but sure. Well, that's my point. The fax machine yeah. you'd be fine because there's no way to watch something. Yep. So. Oh, go play cards. <laughs> well, as we've seen with the toy maker, playing cards is nuts. Well. Okay. Yeah. Go play cards with yourself, not with the celestial toy makers. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Although again, we get some very Good performances out of David and Catherine. David does a really good job of like mean, you can tell that the Doctor is like genuinely terrified when he realizes that it's the Toy Maker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the toy ma- the Toy Maker rattled the first Doctor. And yeah, you know, the the the, mm-hmm. the the thankfully the bit that still at least some of the bits that still exist from the original, you know, from the, the first Doctor is the end and the doctor explaining to Polly and uh okay Celestial T- that was steven and dodo steven and dodo okay yeah steven and dodo that you know yeah what well, we've beaten him this time but he will be back yeah you know, right but the and- we'll be back and here we are. Later, <laughs> Seven years later, he's back. So
2: he's more rattled with the toy maker than he would be the um, master and Davros, and that's saying something.
0: Yeah. Well, because the thing is, I mean, with the master, the Doctor and the master were friends at one point when they were in the right. Academy, and yeah, you know, the master has proven themselves to you know obviously this uh, depending on which incarnation of the master you're talking about an absolute psychopath um but also can be decent as we saw with missy right the, the doctor falls um davros you know i mean davros never like yeah yeah occasionally he will try to pull a fast one over the doctor but he never hides his nature and who he is but davros is very single-minded it's the Daleks yeah you because know, the and and the Daleks take after their after their creator they are very single minded it's all about the supremacy of the Daleks and anyone who's not a Dalek will be exterminated.
4: Pretty much so yeah. again
0: there's there's the it's pretty straightforward the toy maker the only thing that you can rely on with the toy maker is that he will never cheat. Right. He will never break the rules. He will, he will follow the rules of the game to the, to the T that is the only thing you can count on with the toy maker. But other than that, you can't trust him because yeah. he's, he's just, cause everything is his, is his playground. Um, and, mm-hmm. And if you're not in the middle of playing a game with established rules, then he's going to do whatever the hell he wants. So, you know, separating the Doctor and Donna at one point where they're running, you know, almost doing a Scooby-Doo thing, running up and down halls, going through doorways. Uh, <laughs> you know, and at one point, you know, Donna finding the, the rest of the doll family for... Stooky Bill, which, again, creepy, but I love Donna's reaction. just, like, takes the mom doll and just beats her head against the wall. <laughs> and like, the little babies are like, y'all gonna try anything? Nope. Okay. They just, like, scoop back into the dark, like, nope, nope, not gonna mess with you, crazy lady. <laughs> like,
1: yeah,
4: we're gonna, go, we're gonna
1: go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> like, nope. Oh, sorry. We're
0: not gonna anything. <laughs> the cherub. between the angels should take take a note. <laughs> oh,
1: no.
0: Oh. And then, yeah, you know, the the toy maker trying to rattle Donna's faith in the doctor by you know showing like, oh look, look at some of the companions he's had since you've been you know while you had your mind. Your memory wiped. Oh, look, he had a companion named Amy. Oh, no, the redhead. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: like, oh, she died. Oh, sh- she died of old age. Yeah. Like Clara, she died. Now, technically, she's alive in her last,
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know, heartbeat of life. And Bill, she died. Yeah, well, her body did, but her consciousness lives on. It's like, meanwhile, poor Rory gets forgotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> poor Rory. Poor he, Rory. Amy gets mentioned, but poor Rory. No. sorry. <laughs> name dropped. Yeah, I mean, I there mean, part from the course. Name dropped. I'll, yeah, I mean, although you know, if Rory had heard that, he would have been like, "No, actually, that tracks." Yeah, you know, right yeah. up there with being Rory being called Mister Pond. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah that's just that's just the way the universe goes for poor Rory. So, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: it's no respect.
0: Yeah, <laughs> poor Rory. Well, and the thing is, you can't. If if he brought Rory into it, along with Amy, they would be their ages talking about all the times Rory died. So yeah. for for time's sake, they just leave Rory out of the out of the conversation. <laughs>
4: Rory died
0: a lot. Uh uh, Yep. Oh. Oh. Then we end up at unit and we get the lovely reunion of the doctor and Mel, and it was so nice to see Mel again. Oh. Oh. The the, Kate was Kate Guthridge Stewart was not kidding that you know she may pluck some people from that past companion support group. Yeah. Uh, It was nice to see Mel. It was it was nice to see Mel. Yeah, because I mean last last time we saw Mel, she was taking off a Savalong glitz, telling the doctor that she would put a note in a bottle and throw it out into the universe and assume that he would get it eventually. (laughs) So Uh (laughs) <laughs> while the seventh doctor had now had ace as his companion yeah. uh so yeah it, i mean mel has been in big finish obviously mm-hmm. um and, but uh she she did not get the nice reunion um like uh, with a doctor like the fifth and, and seventh doctors did in jody's last last story so Um, It was nice to get uh, Mel some screen time. So, working for Unit. Being the awesome Mel that she is. Uh, Oh, Savalon Savalon Glitz. She ran around the universe of Savalon Glitz till he was 101. And the only reason he died is because he tripped over a whiskey bottle.
4: (laughs) Uh (laughs) Mm-hmm
0: at the age of 101 <laughs> at the age of 101 the only reason that the only reason sam long is no longer with it but tony shelby who played sam Blitz, died a couple years right. ago so
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah this uh this was their chance to acknowledge some of the actors that are no longer with us like yeah they mentioned sarah jane and the fact that she has passed yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in universe, Sarah Jane Smith is is no longer with us. Uh something they have not outright done, even though Elizabeth Slayden has not been with us for a while. Mm-hmm. Right. Um so yeah, that was that was nice. Uh of course not everybody gets name dropped is no longer with us. Obviously, uh Patrick, Matthew Waterhouse, mm-hmm. he's still with us. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. uh Patrick is Adric right. is not in universe uh, but yes. the, the actor is still yeah. with us Matthew's still with us so mm-hmm. um so yeah uh and then of course the 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 previous episode Wild Blue Yonder they dedicated to to dark Cribbins yeah um, so uh the fact that Wild Blue Yonder is kind of a military song and the whole thing with Wilf that you know he was a proud soldier that that's very appropriate yeah, yeah. Um, so um but yeah We've got uh, back to Unit Kate Lethridge Stewart, yeah, and taking a page out of Tony Stark's book, got uh,
2: mm-hmm. not blending
0: in. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I like I like how the Doctor, but he's like, your dad spent all you know, all those years trying to make sure Unit stayed mm-hmm. on the DL, and yep. here they've got they've got a Stark Tower-esque building. Just showing up in places with big armored trucks going, We're a unit and we're here to help. Yeah. And we and we get we get the call back with the helicopter
2: Drake and the
0: TARDIS. Once again being being carried via helicopter. At least now the doctor's not dangling from it. True. Uh, (laughs) And then Donna may
2: or may not have gotten offered a job with a Very nice pay
0: bump and (laughs) bonus. Well, you know, she, yeah, uh, her, her husband, I'm sure makes a decent amount Mm
4: -hmm. driving
0: a taxi. But as we learned, Donna gave away her lottery winnings. Yes. She was given the winning lottery ticket during the 10th doctor's, you know. Grand Fell Will tour, and uh, she proceeded to give it all away. So, mm-hmm. helping other people. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Donna got, and then Donna, yeah. <laughs> Doubling the you know, the initial pay offer that Kate gave her, plus benefits. And five weeks of <laughs> vacation. Mm hmm. I mean, Madonna did prove herself. So. I mean, she is very yep. good on computers. Just don't let her, don't give her any coffee near said exactly. computers. Right. It's it's not, you know, this isn't like a, a new Pulsiver thing. Where you, know, you want to keep her away from anything electronic, especially computers. Uh, you just need to keep the combination of computer, Donna, and coffee separate. <laughs> Donna wants coffee. She needs to go outside on the helipad. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: That's her designated coffee drinking area. When she comes back in, find have a designated spot for her to put said coffee cup before she returns to her station, and everything will be hunky-dory.
4: Yep.
0: Uh, so. Wondering where
2: good is, but and again... <laughs> who
0: knows who knows Fire. doing something else yep
1: so on other assignments
0: Mm-hmm. yep so but that is that is okay because we do get introduced to shirley played by uh ruth madley is um in real life uh has spina bifida and so she does use a wheelchair, but spina bifida is one of those where depending on how extreme or how advanced it is. um, Yeah. You know, she does have the use of her extremities to a point. Um,
4: mm-hmm. So
0: like when we see her switching from her wheelchair to her desk chair, she is standing granted with some assistance, she's leaning against the desk, but she can't stand for you know long enough. At- her takes her transfer from one seat to another so when
3: mm-hmm. you know
0: when uh kate takes off her you know kind of filter thing to to keep you know that's keeping them from being affected by this the giggle um you know when she she just goes off on everybody and she just lays into shirley you know, talking about oh you know it's like you don't need that wheelchair i've seen you stan and it's like yeah, you know, it's uh yeah you, know, you know kate doesn't mean it but at the same time it's like i've heard stories and seen stories of people saying things like that to people who have disabilities
4: mm-hmm.
0: and it's like yeah some disabilities are not like once you're in a wheelchair boom you're in a wheelchair and you're never going to get up ever again you know something that mm-hmm. ha- you know something like what happened to christopher reeve mm-hmm. right you know some some disabilities are you know some days are better than others you know some days you don't need as much mobility help uh, and then some days you might so you know i know people with things like fibromyalgia and have had strokes and stuff like that and some days they ha- they're great you know, you barely know that they had anything wrong with them and then some days they're just you know they're they're at their worst so um I'm kind of glad that they kind of put that in there to remind people that, you know, not all, not all disabilities are created equal. Um, That being said, the TARDIS getting the wheelchair ramp. Yes. Russell T. Davies got that idea from a fan. Um, The fan was a YouTuber whose, I guess, her YouTube handle was Therese. And so the ramp now is is called the Therese Ramp. They named after named it after the fan, and I guess Ruth, who plays Shirley, uh, when she saw it for the 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 real the ramp for the first time on the TARDIS, that that she cried <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
0: it was just you know so exciting to see. Um, so that's cool. So. So then we have our showdown with the toy maker and the doctor. The doctor challenges the toy maker to a game. Simple card game. Cut the deck. Whoever has the highest card wins. Mm -hmm. Toy maker wins. Thinks he's got the best of the doctor. Then the doctor reminds him that that means now they're tied. At one win a piece, and common courtesy, gentlemen's gentlemen's rules, gentlemen's agreement says best of three. Uh, so, Then uh, of course, like I was saying, with the time maker, he will follow the rules to the letter, and in his mind, as far as the rules are concerned he lost the first game to the first Doctor. He won the second game to a different incarnation of the Doctor and therefore their best of three must be against a different version of the Doctor and therefore tries to force regeneration and we're introduced to by generation, which I do hmm. not know where Russell T. Davies pulled this out of his ass. <laughs> he pulled it out of but, his ass because he
1: yes. just said, it's like an amoeba split.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like there
0: was already a word for it yeah but I I know that the I'm sure that it made the David tennant fans very very happy mm-hmm <laughs> although that's not where my brain went at first like when he when he was like you know the glowy and the regeneration and blah 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 you know all that stuff and then Donna's there you know keeping him you know making sure he's not alone and then mel is there too so he's, you see know, us bookended by redheads uh yeah. surprisingly me, mel not his first redhead companion that's actually Turlow, um at least as far as color <laughs> on tv is uh, concerned yes uh <laughs> uh you know and it's like you know it's like oh you know we're all like ah! he's gonna regenerate we're gonna you know we all know who the next doctor is so we're just all waiting for you know shooty has got shooty got was face to show up and then nothing and then he's like pull my arms you know it's like almost like pull my finger and i'm like Mm. they're like what and i'm like what he's like each grab an arm pull really hard and i'm like what is this gonna be like a christmas cracker or what they're gonna pull he's just gonna explode a bunch of confetti and all of a sudden there's gonna be shooty got what What's going on here? <laughs> no, they split two complete beings from tip
1: to tail. That way, if and then they need to call David Tennant back and be like, "Hey,
0: exactly." I was like,
1: "Ratings, can you sh- can you show up for for an episode or two?
0: Yeah, I was like, "You can look at this either as a very pessimistic thing or a very you know, not pessimistic thing. The non-pessimist would be like, well, you know, David, he's such a fanboy. Leaving that door open for him to come back for TV. Obviously, he's doing Big Finish now. But to leave that door open for this face to come back on TV is great. Because you know, the minute they call, he's going to be like, absolutely, when and where. You know, he's he's got his bag. He's running out the door going, bye, Georgia, bye, kids, you know. Uh, probably a little easier now that you know it's not five children under their roof. Now they've got a couple that are grown up and got careers of their own, so <laughs> less children to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's like you know, it's great for David Tennant. It's great for the fan base. But then, if you want to look at it a bit more pessimistically, you could be like, "Well, it's just a money grab because <laughs> you know David Tennant. Anything yeah. involving David Tennant is gonna print money."
3: Hmm. <laughs>
0: so you could look at it that way um it just both technically are correct i think
1: (laughs) yeah and then and this one is still on earth so it's not like Mm -hmm. you know the metacrisis doctor you send him to a a different um dimension dimension so yeah it's kind of hard to get him like no he's just hanging out with donna's family Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you know he's just he's just uh just Give him a phone call or something or walk over and say, hey, by the way.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: I just think, you know, Donna's trying to convince him to, like, oh, you could come back to my place and, you know, hang out, you know, with me and the husband and the kid and all this stuff, you know, live the slow life. And the doctor's like, no, I couldn't do that. I'm like, "Yeah, no, you can't do that. We've all seen the power of three. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh but yeah no the prevailing theory on the internet is that he is going to become the curator Hmm.
2: interesting
0: that he will he will age in some form or fashion and eventually he'll have the 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 old tom baker face uh that we saw in the in the 50th so that would explain why the the curator uh knew what he knew even though we're all like oh it's the fourth doctor but you know this doctor you know like as he ages like he his faces go backwards or something i don't know how they're you know if that if that's where they're going how that's gonna work i don't know yeah. You know, as I was saying in the chat, Big Finish is going to, you know, they they could have a field day with this. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. This, the, leaving, leaving that door open just enough. It, it's, it's win-win for everybody, really. Yeah. You know, it mm-hmm. gives them lots of, lots of storytelling opportunities, both for TV, Big Finish, the comics, whatever um you know it's great for david you know as big a fan as he is and how much he loves the show which is really funny considering watching doctor who is a reason he wanted to become an actor because he eventually hoped that maybe one day he could be on doctor who which is why he begged and pleaded to get that tiny little bit and big finish way back in the day uh thinking that was the closest he was gonna ever get (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then he ends up getting to be the doctor marries one of the doctor's daughters uh, and now he has one of the doctors as a father-in-law and grandfather to his children mm-hmm. uh, but when David Tennant was the doctor the first time around obviously uh, he was the reason Shooty wanted to become a, a an actor <sighs> was watching David <sighs> Tennant as the doctor on doctor who so you've got these two doctors acting you know with each other facing down neil patrick harris who is just you know amazing in his own right yeah and they're both playing the character that influenced them to become actors in the first place they are now that character (laughs) which i think is just really cool um Oh, and I think David and Shooty just, they played off each other so well and just, I'm so glad that we got that much screen time with our new doctor, that it wasn't just like regeneration, sad, old doctor goes away, we have this new doctor, credits roll, you know, maybe something else crazy happens. No, we got like, what, like 15, 20 minutes or something like that? Uh. You know, when that regen, you know, the bi regeneration happened, there was still a good chunk of the episode left. And I was like, what are we, what's going on here? We still got a lot of TV still to go. And just as, you know, and, you know, to challenge the Toymaker to that third game, your best of three, and they play ball, they're on yep. the helipad mm-hmm. of Unit Tower. Yep. And that was really cool. You know, again, seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff, a lot of it was practical. There's a lot of them throwing the ball at each other and you know diving and landing on obviously mats uh to protect themselves when they hit the ground and stuff. Um but uh but yeah I love that we got that much screen time with our new doctor before the end of the episode. To yes. get, get him in there get you know get some of that personality going right off the bat. You know, it doesn't seem like regeneration sickness is going to be a thing.
4: No, uh,
0: this time around, but like Shudi was saying, we're doing rehab out of order.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. So essentially, essentially, the, the, you know, the previous incarnations are going to have a a bit of a therapy, (laughs) hopefully, with Donna's help. And that will trickle, trickle eventually in, you know, to, to shoot his incarnation so that he can, he is hitting the ground running with or without trousers. Yeah. Which you've got Donna Noble right there with all of this screen time. And if anybody, and if anybody was going to say anything, it was going to be her. How is she not bring up the fact that that doctor's not wearing any trousers? <laughs> right cool. Entire yeah. time, uh huh. And I want to use my British terminology properly. Uh, I'm gonna respect the country it comes from
4: because we can't right. say
0: pants. Technically, well, he is wearing pants because he's got underwear on, right? Because that's what they call undies in the UK. is pants. Yep. So yeah. And I So he's would, not wearing any trousers. Well, <laughs> yeah. I will
1: say this. Uh, at least he was wearing a shirt. Yes. Because yes. a lot of the pictures, and not just of him as the doctor, just pictures of him, of, of, of Shudi Gatwa, he's, like, only wearing half a shirt. I'm like, mm-hmm. does this man know how to button up a, a, a dress shirt, or
3: whatever?
0: Nope. I'm like... He's young, and he's in shape, and that's good if he's gonna be the doctor for a, a while, mm-hmm. so... It's uh. just something i'm fine with it reminds me of those
1: of those like cover models you saw on on like teen beat when we were kids the new teen
0: heartthrob yeah well and eventually he is going to find clothes in fact she's going to find a lot of clothes as we've seen with some of the promotional pictures this doctor is actually going to have quite the wardrobe which is going to make cosplay a lot of fun for a lot of people we'll see how many people are running around in just uh chucks and a shirt and tidy whiteys. if you ever if you want to know if the doctor is a boxer or briefs kind of time Lord at least as far as the 14th doctor is concerned there you go Y fronts all the way uh, okay. <laughs> uh, <sighs> but yeah it, it, it was like it, people are gonna be like like, how many people are gonna be cosplaying that next year? Like, well, they would fit right in with uh Walter White from Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Business,
0: yep, yep. or cousin our cousin Eddie from Christmas Eddie? Vacation, yep, robe mm-hmm. in the uh, tra- in the uh, trapper hat. Yep, <laughs> shutter was full, uh-huh. so you know so, so it- it's great.
1: It's gonna be a, a guessing game, okay? Which which one are you cosplaying?
0: Yeah, and yes. you have to look at you have to look at the accessories. It's like, okay, shirt, shoes. But what kind of shoes are they wearing? They're wearing loafers. Are they wearing and are they wearing a gas mask? Okay, Breaking Bad. Yep. <laughs> they wearing chucks with just a shirt and a tie. Okay, you're probably the the doctor. Oh, you're wearing a robe. Then you're probably cousin <laughs> Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh. And I'm hoping that somewhere down the line we get a spinoff with 14, Donna and Mel, mm-hmm. or, or 14, 15, Donna and Mel. I would love mm-hmm. that. It's just like, this is a team TARDIS I could live with mm-hmm. for a
4: while. The, well, the thing <laughs> is,
0: And the thing is, you can, like, again... Yeah, This gives you so many storytelling opportunities—not just for TV, but you know, every time the Doctor Who comes up, of course, we gotta, you know, extol the virtues of Big Finish. You could have not just Mel with her doctors, you know, her c- c- canon TV doctors, you know, six and seven, but now you could have Mel and or Donna in the unit. Big Finish. Yep. As well, so you got that going for you. Oh, no. uh, so and then, of course, you know, the celestial toy maker loses like all bad guys do because their ego mm-hmm. gets the best of them, and then, of yep. course, he's like, you know, begging, <laughs> yeah, not to be put in a box, but that's where he ends up. Yep. yes Well, ninety nine point nine percent of him ends up in the box. So yeah,
2: yeah. In case like deepest place you can
0: find and salt it. (laughs) Yes. Unfortunately, that gold (sighs) tooth is going to come back to bite us in the butt. Mm -hmm. Uh at some point in the future. Another Flash Gordon moment,
2: just from like the end of time. Yes. Like oh,
0: yep. The question is when the Toy Maker agreed to end the master's suffering Mm
4: -hmm. and
0: then and then encased him in that gold tooth. Which version of the master was it? Exactly. Is Is it the version that we've had most recently? Right. Is it is there possible incarnations after that? Because as, as much as people are maybe slightly confused now about the order and numbering of the doctors, the master's even worse.
4: Yes.
1: There, there was mm-hmm. never a consistent ordering of the of the master.
0: Yeah. So the thing is, we don't know which version of the master is hidden inside that tooth and who picked up that tooth. Right. So it's like, is it somebody good? Is right. it somebody bad? <laughs> Uh, I mean, is yeah. it we're is supply it
4: supply the same person that picked up the uh, ring from the that last time? Or, uh, yeah, this
0: is, I mean, yeah. It, you know, is it somebody related to this being that the, the 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 toy maker name dropped at one point, the one who waits? Mm-hmm. Who the hell is that?
1: No kidding.
4: <laughs> you know
1: any relation to "He Who Remains"? I mean, Disney's. Yeah, I know.
0: It's like I was like, "Is this where we get our Doctor Who MCU crossover?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on your left. <laughs> yeah. It's like you heard about variants. Yeah. See how we do variants over here. It's called regeneration. Not. Time- <laughs> Let's not get started on timelines. Yeah. 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 The Time Lords and the Doctor would have a fit seeing what's happening with timelines over in the MCU, especially the TVA. Uh-huh. Yeah. Branches? Loppers? I don't think so. Although now we also, now we have the MCU that has given us the most entertaining use of a well-known popular song Yep. in the Marvels with Memory from Cats. Yeah, I will not give you any more context from that. And now we've got Doctor <laughs> Who giving us a spice, girl. Spice up your life. Uh-huh. So yep. oh, thank you for the brain worms, earworms, both of you. Yep. I hate you both. I'm just kidding. I love you. Don't ever go away. <laughs> um, <right? laughs> I have no idea who the one who waits. I mean, if it's somebody that makes the toy maker turn tail and run, it's gotta be pretty dang bad. <laughs> I mean, who. I don't could be know. Be out if, there. Because like,
2: I've Rassilon?
0: seen. Rasselon? I've seen somebody mention
2: Zagreus?
0: Oh my god. Could you imagine trying to bring Zagreus into live action? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> uh huh. Good luck with that if you ever try to attempt it, at Russell T Davis. Yeah. God have mercy on your soul and your husband. Uh, yeah. Especially your husband. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lordy. Oh, I didn't even think of Zagreus. Oh. Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't a, think of until uh, I was reading,
0: scrolling through yeah. Facebook and somebody's just like, well, what about him? And it's like, oh, crap. I just, I, Zagreus could be somebody that would make the toy maker shake in his boots. Uh-huh. yeah so yeah i was cuz i first thought it, it was like rasalon maybe mm-hmm. or maybe omega cuz omega yeah. had i mean we have not seen omega in a, a long time but i mean omega is able to manifest stuff just by his will yep yep so it would have to be somebody that's on the same power level if not more powerful than the toy maker to make the toy maker nervous
4: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah yeah it could it could be whew okay that makes me a little nervous uh- <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we do know we do know on likes to play games <laughs> and the, yeah and the toy maker did say the one game he did not want to play the one player he yeah. did not pair dare face so yeah. Who knows? We'll have to mm-hmm. wait and see. You know that. I mean, with, knowing Russell D. Davies, that could be something that will not pay off for who knows how long, <laughs> two years down the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've got Christmas, which is real you know it's going to be our introduction to our new companion, Ruby.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. And and apparently Christmas goblins um, yeah <clears throat> why not uh mm-hmm. we've that had actual that Santa that- we've had a, we, we have an actual Santa Claus why not um and elves. Uh, and you know at some point next year maybe at Christmas when we get Christmas they'll may give us some idea of when the next season will properly start, because mm-hmm. that's been that's been filmed and in the can for a while, because Shooty is filming season two, his second season oh. as a doctor. Oh, wow. <sighs> already. So the, this, his second season is already underway in filming. I don't know how far into it they are, but um, so it's not like you know, we're waiting for them to finish filming his first full season as a doctor. That's in post-production, it's just, yeah, just a matter of when that's going to be done for us to get it. So, who knows when this person, entity that waits may pop up again. And if that's connected to the master in the gold tooth, we don't know. Damn you, Russell T. Davies. I hate you and love you.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so good.
0: Just that they, I mean, each episode was good for its own reason. The three of them together was just good, you know. It was a, it was interesting to see them try something a little different for an anniversary year.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: so let's get multiple doctors together. Although we still end up with multiple doctors together, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. which again I'm always a sucker for multi-doctor stories, yes. so. <laughs> even if it's not the entire episode. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that was a good chunk of time with two doctors, you know, playing yes. off each other. I'm, I'm here for it. Um yeah, so to do you know these specials with kind of a, a an arc to them to get one, give us closure with Donna.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because I know a lot of people hated the fact that she you know she had her memory wiped. Um mm-hmm. yeah, we got a, a send off to, to Wilf, which is nice. Yes. Um, you know, so, and we've got our new doctor. Yes. Off in his TARDIS, while the 14th doctor at the moment is having tea at Donna's house with her yes. family, while Wilf apparently shoots at moles, <laughs> but is going to miss every time because the doctors put a force field around the mole holes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Oh my.
2: Yep. Crazy Auntie Mel. Yeah. And Mel. Mother in -in law.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure exactly how the doctor figured out that family tree because it just does not make sense.
4: I know. Because
0: Donna's more like a sister to him. Therefore, Sylvia would be like a. Mother, stepmother, mother, maybe? Mother, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: unless he's adopting Sean as a...
0: <laughs> as the member of the family that he's
4: Because then Sean...
0: Sean would, could be the doctor's proverbial brother-in-law. right? And that would still make Rose his niece.
4: Right. And then Mel I, could
0: still be Auntie Mel. But yeah, Sylvia is a mother-in-law does like, not quite make Make makes sense. I'm
1: talking this up to the the doctor has so many different cultures and ways of referring to things in his in his head that well, and
0: he and his family is so big.
1: Well, yes, yeah, right. so, so it's like, uh, well, you know, he's just gonna call it whatever he wants, and we just go with it.
0: Yeah, and so we're like, uh, doctor, you know, Sylvia would be like your adopted mother or stepmother or whatever. Amy yeah. is your mother-in-law. Uh- <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> Much to Amy's chagrin. I mean you,
3: uh. you
1: still have a uh you still you still have a, an incarnation on a on a honeymoon somewhere, you know. Yeah.
4: Yeah. The
0: same. Yeah. In another dimension, Jackie Tyler is your mother-in-law. So. yeah <laughs> Anyway. Doctor Who? Any more thoughts? Opinions? Squee? Squee?
2: More squee and more squee. Thank Mm -hmm. heavens we don't have too much longer to wait till the Christmas special and I'm hoping we get an announcement for Shooty Gatwa's first official season and Mm
4: -hmm. yoohoo!
0: I mean they are slowly giving us more. We've gotten a video showing off the new Sonic. Yes. So, that's cool. A bit more um, living room remote controly. <laughs> yes,
2: and I'm wondering if it doesn't Star kind Trek. of. Yeah, and I'm wondering if it doesn't kind of twist clothes. I mean, it's I think
0: it more does.
3: Yeah, I, like,
0: hey, I kind of like that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So yes, yeah, and it, it might be a bit more hand friendly because i have mm-hmm. several i have several of the sonics and mm-hmm. i will say the button placement especially on maximus <sighs> doctors uh-huh. is
4: yes.
0: awkward yes so i I'm kind of i'm kind of looking forward to seeing this new one and seeing like the button placement because it just looks like it may be more ergonomically friendly yes so but yeah that's uh We'll see it in a few weeks as we're recording this. Christmas is two weeks from today. So, mm-hmm. yes, it is. Oh, is- goodness. Oh. Mm-hmm. So not no done- pressure if you're not done shopping. I'm
1: <laughs> not. <laughs> oh, boy. Whoops. Okay. Well, if uh, any of our listeners want to pipe in with their thoughts, ideas, theories, whatever or just anything that we talked about in our episode today, you can send us some feedback. Uh, our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. Was that a, I'm going to talk again. <laughs> okay. Um. Or, or let's see. So there's, a web, there's the, there's the email. The website is the com, And that has links to our social media and our show notes and all the good stuff that you can, find there. Um, you can also leave comments wherever. And, um, you can check out our YouTube channel. And if you would like to support the podcast in a financial way, if you are able to, no pressure. I know things are tough and it's, and it's Christmas and such. So, you know, but if you can, and you would like to, we would appreciate it. Um, support us through our Patreon and our merch shop and at least the merch shop has the added bonus of hey christmas presents mhm someone, someone need a new mug or a mouse pad or something or some fun stickers i i have like become a sticker junkie and it's ridiculous how many stickers i have in my little uh craft crafting area when i'm like i got to do I'm, yeah so anyway so yeah so that's us and uh, of course always 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 we thank you and appreciate your support, your feedback, and your comments, any of that messages that, uh, that you've sent, because it, it, it helps kind of, what is, what is word? Uh, it helps keep up morale, let's, let's say.
4: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so, and, you know, it's just good to know that there are people out there listening and enjoying what we do and, you know, all of our silly antics. Because it's fun. We enjoy it. And it's fun mm-hmm. that other people enjoy it. So... Uh-huh. Just... Yeah. Good times, all.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we'll be back next week with... Our last episode of the year. Actually. So Because both Christmas and New Year's fall on a Monday, we're going to uh, take... That week and the uh, the week of New Year's off so we can travel and spend time with a family and mm-hmm. stay mm-hmm. up way too late and eat way too much candy and other yummy treats that come with this time of year. Yes. I really yes. need more stretchy pants. Uh, <laughs> anything that's got an elastic in it is coming out of the closet. Oh. Uh, so. No, so, but yes, we'll have one more episode for you next week and then we're gonna we'll be off until uh after New Year's. Yeah. Presumably, you know, once we're all out of a a candy cane coma. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah,
1: so in well yeah, one more episode and then
0: we're off. Yep. So keep we, that in mind.
1: We're not we're not we're not going yet, but no nope. a, a fun holiday, whatever it is your
0: Yes plans are. Yes. Mazel tov to all our Jewish friends. Yes. Hanukkah's.
1: Hanukkah yep. a began last
0: week. Yep. So. All right. So, with that, we shall sign off for this week.
1: This is Brittany and Bozo saying goodnight. This
2: is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening.
0: This is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. I name this ship The Delusions of Grandeur. Thank you for listening to the five-ish fangirls. please visit the five-ishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show along with information on our nonprofit Fangirls give back. We love our five-ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly.